In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last week, the Lord spoke to us about his abundant mercy and how that we should be merciful to each other. Stop looking for another person's faults. Quit the judging, condemning spirit. Forget about the speck in your brother's eye and focus on the beam in your own eye. Freely you have received God's life-changing mercy in Christ. Therefore, we are to freely share his mercy with others. For the same measure that you dole out, it will be measured to you again. There's an expectation from the Lord, and he cannot be fooled. Freely he has poured out his mercy upon us. And he expects us to share his mercy freely and abundantly with others. We've been taught about this since we were children through the Lord's Prayer. In the verse that says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. The key word is as. It means, and we will. Lord, please forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our debts, and we will forgive those who have offended us, who owe us. The point is that God will not forgive us if we do not forgive others. We continue on with this powerful message today. In the epistle, St. Peter says, Be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. It's easy to skate over these words without really hearing what is said, without allowing ourselves time to reflect on their meaning. Perhaps we might think about the last time someone railed at you. We think of railing as putting somebody down by belittling, condemning, ranting, and going on and on. Obviously, this kind of degrading speech can be deeply hurtful, and that's what it's aimed at doing. It's really about putting someone down in order to gain power over them. Railing is the kind of injustice that causes us to lose sleep. We lay awake at night, replaying the cutting words and the tone and the loud voice, and the reactions of others who were present. Railing is like pointing a finger that is repeatedly jabbed in our chest by an angry person, and it hurts us deeply. Amazingly, St. Peter's answer to this kind of behavior is to bless the person. He's very clear about that. 
Do not render evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrary wise, blessing. Once a young woman was so deeply offended when her supervisor criticized and belittled her, she could not forget her supervisor's stinging words, and she became increasingly bitter and anger as time passed. Her whole demeanor became affected. She testified, I carried that hurt to college, and without knowing it, I was in bondage to a curse. My supervisor's words had caused me to doubt myself and my place in life, as well as what is good and true. So much so that I became deeply affected by a dark mindset. I started struggling in school and failed three exams in a row. I'd never had problems with school before. Then I became consumed with my studies so that I would not fail any more exams. I lost my focus during this time so that God was no longer number one in my life. I had sacrificed my relationships with people and ultimately my time with the Lord by working on projects and my studies. One day when I was on summer break, the Lord really spoke to me. I realized that I could not honestly say that I loved the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. At about the same time, I heard a message about the value of blessing those who curse us. Later, this young woman testified, I went into my room and closed the door, and I cried out to God to bless me. I asked him even to bless my former supervisor and his family. Instantly, I felt as if chains had been lifted off me. I felt an incredible freedom that I had not experienced before. This freedom, with this freedom came joy. The joy that I now feel is overwhelming. This woman's story testifies to the length of time and the depth of destruction that railing and belittling can cause. She was so affected by her supervisor's insulting words and tone that she felt as though she had been cursed. Her whole life was diminished by that one episode. And yet, St. Peter tells us to return such behavior with a blessing. How? How is that possible? Dallas Willard, a Christian philosopher and authored, author, who was an American, was featured in the video <clears throat> series on the spiritual disciplines that we watched during Lent. He gave an explanation of a blessing. Blessing, he said, is the projection of good 
into the life of another person. It isn't just words. It's the actual putting forth of your goodwill for the good of another person. It always involves God because when you will the good of another person, you realize that only God is capable of bringing that. So we naturally say, God bless you. You invoke God on their behalf to support the good that you will for them. This is the nature of blessing. It is what we are to receive from God and then give to another. Now we need to deepen that just a little bit, Dallas Willard says, because it isn't just a verbal performance. It isn't bless you said through gritted teeth. It's a genuine outpouring of our whole being into blessing the other person. So among other things, you don't want to hurry a blessing. It becomes a habit that we say thoughtlessly, God bless you. Well, that's better than a lot of things we could say. But we want to be able to put our whole self into our blessing. That's something we need to be thoughtful about. We don't just rattle off a blessing. It's a profoundly personal and powerful act. In Numbers chapter 6, he points out, we find the great Aaronic blessing. This is the blessing Moses instructed his brother Aaron to place on the people of Israel. Thank God for this blessing. When you try to improve on it, you realize you're not going to make much headway. The Lord bless you. That means God bring good consistently into your life. The Lord bless you and keep you. That means God protect you. God build around you his safe keeping. The blood of Jesus and the Spirit of Christ be upon you. This willing the good for somebody and asking God to pour his blessing upon them sounds like a very powerful thing to do. But how do we get there? I would throw out two uh, foundation pieces that are necessary for us to bless somebody. They're things you already know, but for the record, here they are. First, as we truly want the best for somebody, we have to get beyond seeking revenge. We have to quit seeking revenge if we really want to bless somebody who's railed on us. We must remember that we have received God's abundant mercy at the cross through Jesus' precious blood that was shed for our sins. We must remember that we ourselves are sinners and have probably railed a time or two at others in our life. And we also must remember that railing is, is an expression of pain. Behind the hurtful words and all the bravado 
There is some pain or fear that must be dealt with by that person that's doing the railing. So in order to turn the railing into a blessing, we must recognize these things. Quit seeking revenge. Remember, I'm a sinner. And God has blessed me. And also, look for the pain. The second thing we must, is we must find a time and a place and the words to speak the truth to the person who has offended us. Speak the truth in love, St. Paul says to the Ephesians. And the Lord says that to us. Speaking the truth is critical in moving towards the blessing. But this has to be carefully thought out. And there needs to be prayer and reflection before just launching into the truth. We will most likely need to do this approaching with some options for where and when to meet the person. And we may need to actually write our words down on paper and read them to the person when the time comes. And when we do meet them and tell them the truth, we must not use our words to inflict hurt, but rather to correct, yes, to correct, and to bless. That blessing, that kind of encounter, will be absolutely life-changing for us and for the other person, no doubt about it. All of that said, what we read about in today's Gospel is God's blessing. That, there's lots we could talk about in today's Gospel, the obedience of Peter to launch out into the deep. But how about this major piece, the blessing? Peter and the others had fished all night and caught nothing. We can imagine that they were grumpy, tired, frustrated, empty. What's the point of this fishing anyway? These are feelings that we experience with interpersonal conflict and relationship troubles. Not exactly the same, of course, but maybe similar. What follows from the follows these feelings of emptiness and, and frustration is a major blessing. Peter and the others enclosed such a big school of fish that their net broke, the gospel says. And in the end, both ships were so full of fish, they were close to sinking. Do not render evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing. The Lord Jesus blessed them. Instead of adding to their frustration by saying something like, too bad, fellas, that's the way it goes. You should know that by now. Or hurry up and suck it up. Instead of any of that, the Lord Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. And then he blessed them. The end of that story is interesting 
but it's also very instructive. While still on the water, picture this. Two boats, right to the gunnel, right to the waterline in their gunnels. Fish flapping everywhere in the boat. Peter approached Jesus with this confession. Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. In other words, I know from what has just happened that you are holy, that you are of God, and I'm not worthy to be with you. This is what blessing does. The Lord's blessing helps us to open the heart that has had that door rusted shut and really see who we are. Then in response, Jesus said, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And then they brought their ships to land and forsook everything and followed him. The blessing was not meant just for a selfish gain for Peter and Andrew and James and John so that they'd have a big day at the wharf. The blessing was both about self-awareness and mission. When we understand, begin to catch a glimpse of the blessing of God to us in Christ, we see our complete need for him, and then we're able to be a blessing to others. Upon receiving the Lord's blessing, Peter and Andrew and James and John were moved to leave their old way of life and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of us is insufficient of ourselves. St. Paul wrote to the Romans about this. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when we have our hearts open to the immensity of the blessings of God and to the blessing of Christ's sacrifice at Calvary for us, our whole perspective changes, then by His grace and power, we may become a blessing to others. That's our prayer as the children of God. For thine is the glory, the power and the glory. That's what we've been taught to pray. Our prayer as the children of God is that through God's blessing received, we may be a blessing to others for his glory. They forsook all and followed him. Be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, as brothers, as sisters. Be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, as we are conditioned by contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. Now unto God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, power, honor, and glory, as is most justly due, henceforth and forevermore. Amen.